Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pub Trivia Experience. My name is Chris and we are on to episode 2 in our World Traveler Trivia Tournament. And I have gathered with me two folks who are passionate about geography and passionate about traveling, I think. I, maybe, maybe. Mike did a lot of traveling when he was younger. Not by choice, but he did. Hey, we're going to meet him anyway. Let's start off in Huntsville, Alabama. Mike, my friend, how you doing? What are you drinking? Yeah, uh, me and geography as longtime listeners of the pub trivia experience. No, don't tend to go well together. This is going to be a lot of fun, though. I'm excited either way, even if I humiliate myself. It wouldn't be the first time. Uh, fortunately, I do have a lovely, tasty beverage here to help me along the way. Usually, I like to represent local as much as I can. But given that this was a World Traveler series, I thought it appropriate that I bring out a little German beer that I happen to have in my refrigerator. <laughs> Uh, this is the Dunkler Weizenbach Ale from Ooh. Private Brewery Plunk Lobber. I'm sure I butchered that. I apologize. And I just got some beer on my microphone. There we go. Let's see how this is. Bonus two points if you lick it off. <laughs> Done. <laughs> All right. Uh, that is a very good beer. Uh, Ger German beers in general have never let me down uh in fact some of the when i uh, had the pleasure of going to germany about 20 years ago good gosh i wish i hadn't just done that math um I, that was some of the finest beer i ever had so cheers it was weird to let you drink a 13 year old so hey bless you sir bless you <laughs> all right we're gonna head <laughs> on up to massachusetts nicole my friend how are you doing what are you drinking and welcome to the pub trivia experience Thank you. I'm feeling the love. Um, I am doing well, a little tired, so I am drinking water. But yeah, feeling good. And um, I did come in third in a geography B when I was in the maybe third or fourth grade. So, you know. Oh, nice. We'll see how this goes. <laughs> nice. I remember, I remember vividly in eighth grade coming in second, and they gave, they ended up, it ended up going to four rounds of overtime with the guy that won. And I lost on a question where they gave you longitude and latitude, and they said, pick which ocean you're in. I didn't know. So I went Ouch. Pacific. Oh, Apparently, gosh. we were in the Indian. Sorry, Mike, what were you going to say? I'm very rude. Uh, all I was going to say is I was also fairly good at geography in the third grade, and then the Berlin Wall fell. <laughs> so all the I names was, of the countries changed. <laughs> I was born, I think, the year the Berlin Wall fell. 89? 89? Yep. Yeah, 89. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall six years later. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> well, I guess it's my turn, so. Yes, it is. I had to go a long way to get this drink. Uh, this is from uh, a little brewery called the Red Clay Brewing Company in Opelika, Alabama. Uh, Mike, this is one that you you know this. You're shaking your head. You already know this. This is the Southern Absolutely. Bumpkin Sweet Potato Brown Ale. Uh, Mike and I did a beer exchange when we were in Nashville, and uh, let's just see how this is. He's been raving about it for a little while now. Oh, Lord, that's a good beer. Isn't that good? Oh, you get the sweet potato and a little bit of chocolate right at the end, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, that's an inter Oh, man, I'm glad you gave me two of these. Oh, you didn't share one with Jeff. I, I see. offered okay, it cool. to Jeff. I offered it to Jeff. I'm like, you can either have you can either have two of you can have one of the two that I have here, or you can take another peanut butter the Jeff one, the peanut butter Jeff looking cans. And he took the Jeff ones home. So gotcha. I got two of these. 
Gotcha. You did try the GIF though, right? I have not. The, uh, I'm saving all. I'm saving all of those for recordings, including the sweet baby banana. So awesome. Well, we are. I'm sorry, here. I've tapped into what you what you brought me already. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Did you have that bromosa yet? I have not had that one. I will bring that on on a recording with you. I was a big fan of that beer. Um, it's a very sweet IPA, but it's a great summer beer. All right. So before we get started, we're going to go ahead and kick it over to old slash future me to tell you how this game's going to go. Chris, take us away. Welcome to the World Traveler Trivia Tournament. Here's how today's game is going to go. Our contestants will face off in three rounds of trivia. Round one is your traditional pre-game where each contestant will be given a series of 50-50 questions. Each correct answer will earn them one point. After that, we're flying on over to round two. Round two will consist of 10 questions, and each contestant will have the chance to choose between a two or a three-point question. A two-point question will come with four multiple-choice answers, and a three-point question will contain only the question itself. If the contestant wants to make the questions easier, they can downgrade either a three- or a two-point question and make either of them a one-point question. If you downgrade a two-point question, your four multiple-choice options are cut down to two, making it a true 50-50 question. If you choose to downgrade a three-point question, that contestant is then provided with four multiple-choice options to choose from. After round two, we're moving right along to round three. Round three is your wager round. Contestants will be given three categories and can wager their points in any fashion they want based solely on the categories provided. There are only two rules. They must wager only whole numbers and they cannot do a combined wager higher than what they've accumulated in rounds one and two. If you get the question right, you will get the points. If you get the question wrong, you will lose the points. Whoever has the highest point value at the end of round three is our winner and will move on to the championship game. Here we go. (laughs) I wish the listeners could see this dance right now. All right. And I hope Nicole doesn't have to. Oh, I'm watching. I'm enjoying okay, it. Okay, good. <laughs> All right. So you know how the game's going to go. We got our three rounds. We are going to start in round one, which is our pregame. So, Nicole, being that you're the new one to the show, I'm going to let you decide. Do you want odds or evens? I'll go evens. All right. That means, Mike, you are odd. We are moving along to question number one. Here's how your pregame is going to work. I am going to give you the name of two state capitals. All you have to tell me is which state capital has a higher citywide population. Okay. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Is is this greater metropolitan areas or city proper? City proper. Okay. I don't know if it'll make a difference, but it might. All right. We're going to start with Mike. Mike, you're two. Oh, it's actually kind of fitting. Mike, you get Montgomery, Alabama or Little Rock, Arkansas. Ooh, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's a tough one, but I got to believe Little Rock, Arkansas has more people. Uh, Little Rock, Arkansas has got a population of 201,000, roughly. Montgomery, okay. Alabama, 196. Yep. Mike gets the points. Yep. Okay. Point. Um, and uh, Nicole, I will tell you, he's not actually getting two points for licking the microphone. Um, <laughs> that was... <laughs> That was just for me for later. So, uh, see, Nicole, she's going to leave. She's going to leave. She's done. 
Nicole, we're over to you. You get Dover, Delaware, or Juneau, Alaska. Oh, I'm going to go Dover. It is Dover. Uh, it's closer than you would think. Juneau, Alaska has got an oh. estimated population of 32,000. Delaware and Do- Dover and Delaware, 38,000. Very, very small oh, state wow. capitals. Mike, you get the Chris Liguori round here, which has a higher state cap. A state capital has a higher population. Tallahassee, Florida, or Hartford, Connecticut. I, I knew which two you were going to give me based on that intro. Um, hmm. I'm going to say Tallahassee has more people. Uh, this one actually, I think, is one of the bigger disparities. Tallahassee, Florida, population of almost two hundred thousand, one hundred ninety-eight thousand. Hartford, about one hundred eighteen. So okay. Mike gets the point. All right, Nicole, we're over to you. Is it going to be Indianapolis, Indiana, or Boston, Massachusetts? See, this worked out perfectly. Sorry, <laughs> Boston, Massachusetts. My bad. <laughs> Boston. Um, I'm going to go with Beantown. Unfortunately not. Boston proper has got a population of oh. 617,000. Indianapolis, 872,000. Ooh, wow. Yes, Indianapolis is rather large. Mike, we're back to you. Are you going to go with Lansing, Michigan, or Jefferson City, Missouri? Mm. Those are good ones because they're too capital cities that aren't anywhere close to the first city that one generally thinks of when they think of their respective states. I'm going to say Lansing, Michigan. Lansing, Michigan is correct. Uh, Lansing, Michigan's got 112,000. Jefferson City, very small, only about 43. Yeah, I had in my head that Jefferson City was pretty small. So, Nicole, we're going back to you. Question number six. Is it going to be Providence, Rhode Island, or Columbia, South Carolina? I'm I'm going to go Columbia, based on solely the size of Rhode Island. <laughs> it's a logic stream. Unfortunately, it's not correct. Columbia's got about 138,000. Oh, no. Providence, just shy of 190,000 people. Mm. Um, Providence, if you haven't been there, it's it's, it's a decent-sized little city. Yeah, I, I, think, I yeah. think the catch there is there are other places in South Carolina to live, and there's really not in Rhode Island. Unless you can afford oh, to live in Newport. There are a lot of places in Rhode Island. Yeah, my family's in Rhode Island. I've got, Shut I've, up. I've, <laughs> I'm not trying to rip on Rhode Island. I just know it's very small. Mike, we're back to you. Back to the odds. Number seven, Richmond, Virginia, or Madison, Wisconsin? Hmm. <laughs> I don't. Uh, this is a tough one. I'm not really sure how to logic there. So so far, I've legitimately been going by just pure state population, pretty much. Uh, it served me well. But in this in this case, I'm going to reverse that because I th- well hold on. Does Wisconsin have more people in Virginia? Maybe I'm not reversing that, but I'm going with Richmond. Unfortunately, not uh, Richmond. Two hundred twenty six thousand. Madison, roughly two hundred seventy thousand people. All right, Nicole, we're back to you. Number eight, Cheyenne, Wyoming, or Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Gotta be Harrisburg. It does not. Cheyenne, 65,000 people. Really? Harrisburg's only got about 50. Wow. Then every, everyone in Wyoming must live in Cheyenne. 
Uh, pretty much. It's yep. Cheyenne, Laramie, and Rock City, I think, are the three big cities in Wyoming, if I'm not mistaken. So, All right, yep. Mike. You're going to get Nashville, Tennessee, or Salt Lake City, Utah. Ooh. Well, I did spend quite a few years in Nashville. There's a lot of people in the – and this is why I asked this question at the beginning. There's a lot of people in the greater Nashville area. I'm questioning how many people are in Nashville proper. I'm going to say Salt Lake City. Incorrect. This one's actually not close. Mm. Uh, Nashville's got roughly 660,000 people. Salt Lake City, only a little over 200,000. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I overthought that one. All right. Nicole, we're over to you. Let's see if we can end on a high note. Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, (laughs) or Austin, Texas? Oh, goodness. I'm going to go Oklahoma City based on the fact that there are a lot of other places to live in Texas, and I can't name (laughs) another. Well, I guess Tulsa. Anyway, Oklahoma City. Uh, unfortunately, not. Austin has become no. <laughs> a, a real tech hub in the in the South. Uh, Oklahoma City, six hundred ninety-eight thousand. Austin's almost at a almost at a million. There are nine hundred sixty-six thousand people. Oh wow, that is a huge disparity there. <laughs> they are. It, Austin's gotten huge. Hey, trivia lovers, want to get the pub trivia experience in an interactive way? Check out Liquid Courage Entertainment. With a wide range of offerings online, LK has you covered, streaming a wide variety of trivia games on Twitch with one-of-a-kind formats like Tringo, Guestimate, Mega Sheep, and more. Or check out the World Trivia Federation. With 36 hours to answer each quiz and no obligation, the WTF is the perfect solution to scratch that trivia itch on your own time. Come see us at twitch.tv slash liquid underscore courage or check out patreon.com slash liquid courage to join the WTF for as little as $2 a month. That's liquid courage with a K. Innovative, interactive, intoxicating. All right. We're out of our pregame. We're going to shake the pregame off a little bit. We are on (laughs) to round two of the World Traveler Trivia Tournament. Y'all heard how this goes. You're going to choose, do you want a three-point question or a two-point question? And, Mike, we're going to start with you. I will remind you, if on either of them you want to go to make it an easier question, I can do that. A three-point question, if you want to make it easier, we'll go to a one-point question, and you'll get four multiple-choice answers. A two-point question already has four multiple-choice. To go to a one-point, I'll make it 50-50. Well, um... I'm going to start off uh, going big. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off at three and see how that plays out for me. All right, Mike, your three-point question. Palau Ujung is the name of the mainland island of Singapore. It is located off the coast of what other country? Um, so let's see. So I can reduce it to multiple choice, but I have a feeling the multiple choice is just going to kind of be a lot of countries in that region. So I'm debating whether or not that would be any benefit to me. You know what? I'm just going to go with my gut, and I'm going to say Malaysia. Well, you can use two sticks to make it there. Malaysia is a correct answer. Mike's picking up three points. All right, Nicole, we're over to you. Two or three-point question? Hesitantly, I say three. All right. Here's your three-point question. Mont Blanc is the highest peak in what European mountain range? Switzerland? 
Unfortunately, we're looking for the mountain range. I cannot accept Switzerland. Oh, Alps. I got to go with what you gave me first. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I, I misunderstood. Uh, the Alps would have been a correct answer as well. Um, so your your multiple choice there would have been the Urals, the Pyrenees, the Carpathian, or the Alps. Mike, for yours, it would have been Indonesia, Brunei, or Vietnam, along with Malaysia. Okay. All right, Mike, over to you. Where are we going? Um, Let's stick with three. All right, Mike. The iconic opera house, obviously made famous by the film Finding Nemo, is located in what Australian territory? Yeah. I was, I'm sitting here going, oh, I know everything about this except which <laughs> Australian state it's in. And I knew that's where you were going. Um, oh, gosh. Do I just – the question is – it served me well last time when I went with the first thing that popped in my head. Do I try it again? I'm going to. I'm going to say Queensland. Well, Queensland is definitely a state in Australia, but it's not a correct answer. Nah. Our friend Natalie could tell you they, uh, that the Sydney Opera House is in New South Wales. South. Okay. I'm sorry, Natalie. Natalie is judging you. She is shaking her head. I, I know, and I heard her name all 50 states in our country, and so I feel shame. You feel shame. You feel <laughs> shame. I was on that recording. I know. <laughs> all right, Nicole, we're over to you. Where are we going here? We're going to stick with three, and hopefully I actually listen to the question this time. Fingers crossed, here is your three-point question. The iconic mausoleum, the Taj Mahal, is primarily construct use, constructed using what material that is sourced from Makrana, India, today a six-hour car ride away? I think I'm going to need to take multiple choice, because I have no idea. All right. I'll read the question one more time and go right into your multiple choice answers. The iconic mausoleum, the Taj Mahal, is primarily constructed using what material that was sourced from Makrana, India. Today, it's roughly a six-hour car ride away from where the Taj Mahal is. Is it marble, quartz, granite, or limestone? I have no idea. I'm going to guess marble. Marble is a correct answer. You pick up the point. Well done. Yay. All right. Mike, question number three to you. Where are we going? I, I guess I'll stick with three for the time being. You know, run me out of three-point question. I have to rewrite an entire another game for game three here. Mike, often associated with the Brothers Grimm, in what country could you find the famous Black Forest or relax at a spa in the town of Baden-Baden? In what country? We're looking for the country. I'm going to take the 50-50. Or not the, uh, it's not 50-50. I'm going to take multiple choice. All right. Your four multiple choice answers are going to be Germany, Slovakia, the Czech Republic, or Austria. Right. Well, Germany was the first thing that I thought of anyway, so I'm just going to say Germany. Germany is a correct answer. Picking up the point. Nicely done. Nicole, where are we going? I'll stick with three. Sticking with three. The tiny independent nation of Andorra is nestled in the mountains between what two countries? I'm almost certain on one, but I don't know the second. Um, I'm going to go France and Switzerland. Unfortunately, not wrong direction. France and Spain. Oh. oh, as soon as the words came out of my mouth, I was like, it should have been Spain. But Had you gone 50-50, uh, it would have been Germany and Belgium, France and Spain, Hungary and Croatia, and Serbia oh. and Greece. So 
That might have helped you there. I would have gotten that. <laughs> Mike, where are we going? Well, I'm I'm a little torn because I was going to go three again, but you yelled at me last time, so <laughs> I'm sticking with I'm sticking with three for the time being. Sticking with three. Here's your three point question. If you were staying at the luxurious and world famous Raffles Hotel, you'd be staying in this Asian country that the modern version of was founded by British colonial officer Thomas Stamford Raffles. Oh, man. I feel like... I feel like this is one of those that I'm going to know it when I hear it, and I'm not pulling it. So give me the multiple choice. All right, I'll read the question again, then give you your multiple choice. If you were staying at the luxurious and world-famous Raffles Hotel, you'd be staying in this Asian country that the modern version of was founded by British colonial officer Thomas Stanford Raffles. Is it Brunei, Singapore, Papua New Guinea, or Fiji? Okay, it's not the, none of those were what I thought was going to be like, oh, I'm going to know this as soon as I hear it. Would you ask another Singapore question? I'm thinking probably not. Um. I was pretty sure Papua New Guinea was actually considered part of the Australian continent, not the Asian continent. So I'm going to throw that one out. Um, then it's Brunei or Fiji. I am going to say Fiji. No, you crossed off the correct answer too early. That is actually Singapore. It was. Okay, you did give me two Singapore questions, you jerk. So I, I didn't. <laughs> I wrote all the questions out, and then I, ran, I randomized them. You just happened to get two Singapore questions in one game. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. All right. Nicole, we are over to you. Question number four for you. All right, let's go two. We're going to two. Hokkien, H-O-K-K-I-E-N, is one of the national languages of which of these Asian countries? Singapore, Mongolia, Tajikistan, or Taiwan? I'm going to go Taiwan. Uh, no, unfortunately, the... the Hokkien is one of the national languages of uh, Mongolia. Oh. All right, Mike, we're over to you. I don't know. I'm going to stick with three for right now. You're gonna Maybe stick forever. With I don't... three. We're going to see how much <laughs> further we can go. Farakal, a mutton-based stew made with black pepper, cabbage, and potatoes, is the national dish of what country? All right, I'll be going two from now on. Um... <laughs> You could be going for one here in a second. Yeah, I am going to be going for one here in a second. You're absolutely right. Yeah, give me the multiple choice. I'll repeat the question one more time. Farakal, F-A-R-I-K-A-L, is a mutton-based stew made with black pepper, cabbage, and potatoes and is the national dish of which European country? Is it Bulgaria, Poland, Scotland, or Norway? Out of those four, I feel like Bulgaria is speaking the loudest to me, so I'm going to say Bulgaria. Unfortunately not. Uh, I think Thor, the god of thunder, was yelling at you. The answer we're looking for is Norway. As Mike finishes his beer, Nicole, we're back to you. <laughs> um, I'll go two. Going two. Here we go. Which of these island nations is located closest to the Tropic of Capricorn? Jamaica, Fiji, Bermuda, or Grenada? I'm going to have to go 50-50. Nothing's speaking to me. You're good. 50-50. Is it going to be Fiji or Bermuda? Bermuda? 
Unfortunately not. Bermuda, a little bit further north. Fiji <laughs> is what we're looking for there. That's two That's two of us that have guessed Fiji and been wrong. Oh, no, wait. Fiji was correct on that one. Never mind. This is a good beer. I'm losing my mind. I'm so sorry. It's been a day. <laughs> Mike, where are we going? True to my word, I'm I'm going to go two this time. The, the threes have not paid off recently, so g- give me give me the question. I would know without the multiple choice since <laughs> the I went twos two. aren't paying off either. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. You never know, Mike. Which <laughs> of these is not a desert in Australia? The Simpson Desert, the Gibson Defert Desert, the Lachlan Desert, or the Tanami Desert? You said in Australia. Correct. Which one of those is not a desert in Australia? And Natalie's going to hate me. She doesn't already. She's way um, too nice to hate anybody other than me. <laughs> uh, Stimson, Gibson, Lachlan, and what was Tanami. the last one? Tanami. What was it? Tanami. I mean, I guess I'm just going to – when you were reading them, Lachlan was the one that's, that stuck out to me for whatever reason. It almost more sounded just Scottish, I guess. So um, that's what I'm going to say. Lachlan is a correct answer. We are off. No idea why, but off the schneid. (laughs) Nicole, we're back to you. Where do you want to go? I'll take a three. We're going to three. The Trevi Fountain in this European capital city is meant to have coins thrown into it using your right hand and throwing over your left shoulder. Just like in the 1954 film, Three Coins in a Fountain. So you're looking for the city? We're looking for the European capital city where the Trevi Fountain is located. Rome, Italy. Rome is a correct answer. <laughs> and you are on the board that's again. one for me. No, that's three. That's yeah. three points. That's what, but it's a, yeah. Yeah, you got one right. You got three points for it, though. Yeah, one question. Absolutely. <laughs> Mike, we're over to you. Where Maybe are we going? You go? can ask me back for the pop culture one. <laughs> <laughs> you can kick my ass there. I promise you that. Well, well I already know I know music better than you. That's not hard to do. That is definitely not hard to do. Unless we're talking the Rat Pack or, like, for some reason, SoCal Punk. (laughs) I'm eclectic. That's what I'm calling myself. Very specific. (laughs) That's true, too. Uh, Well, I myself have thrown a coin into the Trevi Fountain. Haven't been back to Rome yet, though. Did you throw it using your right hand over your left shoulder? I, I don't remember. I was drunk. No, I wasn't actually. I wasn't actually. Uh, <laughs> but um, I honestly don't remember. Uh, that was uh, that was part of the same aforementioned twenty-year-old trip to Europe. Um, but in light of that, maybe this next question will also feature something that is that I've done in as part of my travel. So I'm going to go back to go three. Going back to three, Mike of the fifteen Soviet socialist republics. Which country now has a capital city named Astana? A-S-T-A-N-A. Oof. I am bad with capital cities of former Soviet republics. <laughs> um, How are you with capital cities of non-former Soviet republics? Equally bad. Okay. As it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, I'm going through, I'm going through lists of former Soviet republics trying to <laughs> see if I can name the capitals and it's not going well for me. So let me just take the multiple choice and then take my L and call it a day. 
All right, your multiple choice. Which one of these social... Oh, sorry, I got to read the question again. Of the 15 Soviet socialist republics, which country now has a capital city named Astana? Is it Georgia, Belarus, Azerbaijan, or... Sorry, Kazakhstan. I almost said Kazakhstan. No, Kazakhstan. Ha. Well, problem is, I don't know the capital cities of any of those, but I I did... Georgia's obviously Atlanta. Well, yes. I, but I, I did think of Georgia and Kazakhstan and kind of uh, push both of those aside. Um, what were the other two? Azerbaijan and... Belarus. Belarus. I... I'm going to say Azerbaijan. Unfortunately not. It actually is Kazakhstan. You should not have pushed it away that quickly. I almost went back to Kazakhstan just for whatever reason, but almost only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. All right. Nicole, we're back to you. Where are we going? I'll take a two-point. All right. We're going to a two-point question. If you follow internationally recognized time zones, which of these cities would be the first to welcome in a new calendar year? Moscow, Rio de Janeiro, Wellington, or Perth? All right. I'm torn between two. I think I think I'm going to go Perth. Uh, no, it's unfortunately it's Wellington, no. New Zealand. Oh. Yeah, I had a were those the two you were torn between? Head. Yes, that was the two. Yeah. I knew it was one on that side of the world. Mike, where are we going? Um, let's, let's drop down to two again. Dropping down to two. Mike, which of these tourist-centric Mexican cities is the furthest south? Cancun, Acapulco, Puerto Vallarta, or Cabo San Lucas? You would think I would know more about Mexico, given that they are our neighbor, and yet I do not. Let's see, it was Cancun, Acapulco, Puerto Vallarta, and Cabo San Lucas. Those are the four options. I'm going to go Puerto Vallarta. Unfortunately not. Had you gone 50-50, that would not have helped because Puerto Vallarta was the other option. Acapulco is actually a little bit further south. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's what well, I would have said. Darn. <laughs> Nicole, we're over to you. Where are we going? Uh, let's go three points. We're going for three. In 2009, over 100,000 people flooded to Copacabana Beach in this city to celebrate their country being awarded the 2016 Olympics. Rio de Janeiro? Rio de Janeiro is a correct answer. Coming firing back. Oh, my Lord. No kidding. No (laughs) kidding. Good job. Mike. Uh, Well, in my head, we're going, her name was Lola. She was a show. That's how I knew. That's how I knew. <laughs> um, let's, let's go three. We're going for three. Mike, we're going to test your knowledge in one of my favorite categories, vexillology. Oh, I hate <laughs> you so much right now. The, the official state flag of Spain features what animal? I think you just read the question, and all I heard was it sounded like you were coming through a fast food machine from like the 70s. I'm sorry, I cannot repeat the question. 
Oh, well, darn. <laughs> no, so uh, the official state flag of Spain features what animal? Oh, oh. Oh, man. You said state flag of Spain? The official state flag of Spain, yes. Just thought that was interesting wording. Um, it was. <laughs> For what it's worth, it's the flag of Spain. I know, I know, I understand okay. that. <laughs> I, I didn't mean to get hung up on the wording at all. It's just, I was, I was, the first thing that popped in my head, I was wondering if my brain was going too much to state flags in the United States. Um, and that's why I was wondering if maybe, I, maybe the, the thing that popped into my head was misleading for that reason. And I still don't know. I don't have a good answer. <sighs> Man. Uh, I'm I'm really just torn between whether I to take a take a swing or go for the multiple choice. I'm going to go for the multiple choice just to see if the first thing popped in my head's on it, and then I'll go with it. And if or if it's not, I will figure something else out. All right. The official state flag of Spain features which animal? Is it a lion, an eagle, a dove, or a bull? I'm glad I went for the multiple choice because the first thing that popped in my head was not on there. And it was probably because I thought of animals on state flags. Um, now, the question becomes, of those four animals, there's one that I most clearly associate with Spain, but I feel like it's probably a red herring and a potential <laughs> indication that I've read too much Hemingway. Um, <laughs> I don't – it was – what were the two in the middle? It was an eagle and what else? A lion, an eagle, a dove, or a bull. Dove. Okay, yeah, I can. I'm pretty sure. I'm kind of between lion and bull. I'm gonna say lion. Lion is a correct answer. So if you look at it, I've got it right here. You see the lion right there. This webcam is terrible. Mike, you're on mute. I am on. I am on mute. Sorry, I was just coughing. But yes, all I saw was a very bright, shiny light. Oh. I'll look it up. Later. <laughs> yeah. It's there. I promise you. There's a lion, top right corner of the crest. I all right, <laughs> Nicole. Where are we going? Two points. With roughly 62% of all travel to work or school taken by bicycle, this European capital city is often voted as the most bicycle-friendly capital in the world. Your choices are going to be Brussels, Stockholm, Copenhagen, or London. And if you want to go 50-50, you can do that. Okay. Let's see. What I'm leaning towards, so I'm going to go 50-50 and see if that's on there. Your 50-50, is it going to be Copenhagen or London? Copenhagen. Copenhagen is a correct answer, and you get the point. I should have gone for two, because that was my first instinct. (laughs) Denmark, very very, uh, very well known for the love of bicycles. Them, and I think the Netherlands are up there, too. I knew it was a Scandinavian country. Like, it has to be. Oh, yeah. All right. Without the choices, I would have guessed Amsterdam, so. Well, we are here. To our final question of round two before we get into the wager round. Mike, where are we going? Um, Can I get a score check? I've got it as 10 to 9, Mike, with a one-point lead. Oof. Oh, wow. That's closer than I thought it was. I, I actually thought you were up because it felt like you'd come surging back uh, this past couple questions. So Yeah, and the, you've got three right. out of your last four, correct, Nicole? You picked up seven points in those three. Uh, I think I'm just going to go two on this one. Going with a two-point question. Mike, the inland city of Lyon, France, L-Y-O-N, is home to which of these international organizations? Interpol, the World Trade Organization, 
the European Union, or UNESCO? Oh, which of those is in Lyon? Um, Make me feel like an idiot for pronouncing lion incorrectly. Thank you. Well, uh, I just assumed you were going off the previous question and just staying with the theme. Um, Why didn't I put pronunciation on that question? I usually do that. That's on me. I'll own that. I'll own that. I have a get better mindset. You're good. You're good. Interpol, World Trade Organization, European Union, or UNESCO? Hmm. I really don't know. Uh, I kind of – I feel like there's maybe some that I can eliminate potentially, but I'm going to take the 50-50 to see if it helps me out. All right, Mike, your 50-50, is it going to be Interpol or UNESCO? And the son of a bitch gives me the two that I was really wavering between <laughs> of, because, of course, he does. I was kind of leaning slightly to UNESCO at the beginning, so I'm just going to stick with it. Unfortunately not. <sighs> Lyon, France is the home of Interpol, the uh, the world. So I happen to know for, for a fact that Interpol started in New York City. And their first two albums were great. And then they kind of tapered off a little bit. But they, they surged back strong with their, their their El Pintor album. The fifth album was actually they, – they, they started coming back strong again. I'm having your ass arrested for bad jokes. All right. Nicole, you are down by one on question number 10. Where are you going? I got to go for broke. I'm taking a three-point. You're shooting for threes. Yeah. Call me Steph Curry. I'm shooting a three. Yeah. I think I made. I think I made a good reference there. I don't know. You did. Is it more Steph Curry or more Shaquille O'Neal? Let's see how this goes. (laughs) Situated less than 200 kilometers east of Saint Lucia and Saint Vincent and the Grenadines, this island nation with a capital of Bridgetown has become a popular cruise destination for many travelers. I'm gonna have to go multiple choice. Your multiple choice is Puerto Rico, Saint Croix, Aruba, or Barbados. Okay. And can you repeat the question? I hope so. (laughs) Situated less than 200 kilometers east of St. Lucia and St. Vincent in the Grenadines, this island nation with a capital of Bridgetown has become a popular cruise destination for many travelers. Puerto Rico, St. Croix, Aruba, or Barbados? Okay. I know it's not Puerto Rico. Let's see. Um... I knew I should have taken that cruise. <laughs> Let's go Barbados. Barbados is a correct answer. And you tied oh, it up. It is a 10 to 10 game going into your wage around. Oh. Nicole came storming back. And Mike came crashing down. Nicole well got points in four of her last five questions. Those points totaled eight total points. She hit two threes in there and also hit two foul shots. She is the Steph Curry of the second half of this game. <laughs> it is 10 to 10. It's all going to come down to the wager questions. Here's how this works. I am going to give you three categories. You are going to wager your points up to the amount that you have and not more. You don't have to wager anything at all if you don't want to. But you're going to split your wages up on these three categories. If you get the questions right, you will get the points. If you get the questions wrong, you will lose the points. It's the only time this game 
where you will be penalized for wrong answers. Your categories are, for question number one, national parks. Question number two is geography. Question number three is colonial imperialism today. And wagers are locked in. I am going to go through this question by question. Once everyone's locked in, all three of their answers, we'll go through it one more time, give answers, get everyone's wagers, and we'll crown our winner and see who's moving on to the championship game. Question number one, your category is in national parks. Be gentle. (laughs) Not my specialty. (laughs) In 2021, the National Park Service welcomed its newest park, New River Gorge National Park and Preserve. You may recognize it from the back of a state quarter released in 2005. This state was one of only two states admitted to the Union during the American Civil War. In what U.S. state would you find New River Gorge National Park and Preserve? All right, I'll lock in. Okay, I'm going to lock in. Question number two, your category is in geography. Two of the five largest islands in the world have their land split amongst multiple countries. But this country actually lays claim to parts of both islands. Which country am I speaking of? I will tell you, the islands, the other three islands that are the largest in the world are going to be Greenland, Madagascar, and Baffin. The two that I did not name both have territory on it claimed by what country? It is actually part of that country. All right, I'll lock in. All right, I'll lock in, too. All right, we are on to question number three. The category is in colonial imperialism today. Of all the members of the Netherlands World Baseball Classic 2023 team, 23 of them came from two small islands that are still a part of the Kingdom of the Netherlands. These islands are roughly 50 miles from each other and just north of Venezuela. Name either of these islands. I'll lock in. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we are locked in. We're going to go through these one by one. And we're going to start this off with question number three. We're going to go bottom to top just because I feel like it. (laughs) Yeah. Question number three, your category was Colonial Imperialism Today. Of the many members of the Netherlands World Baseball Classic 2023 team, 23 of them came from two small islands that are still a part of the Kingdom of the Netherlands today. These islands are roughly 50 miles from each other and both just north of Venezuela. Name either of these islands. Nicole, give me your answer and what was your wager? I wagered one point and I said St. Martin. All right, you want St. Martin for one point. Mike, your answer and your wager. That's that's a really nice guess. Uh, I wagered three for reasons passing understanding that I wagered more than zero <laughs> in any of these. But uh, for whatever reason, the Antilles popped into my head, so that's what I locked in with. Mike went with the Antilles. No one is getting the points. The two islands that are <laughs> part, of the king, the part of the kingdom of the Netherlands, Aruba and Curaçao. Oh, Nicole has got a 9-7 to lead as we move into question number two. Question number two, the category was geography. 
Two of the five largest islands in the world have their land split amongst multiple countries, but this country actually lays claim to parts of both islands. What country am I speaking of? And I said that the islands that were not listed were Greenland, Madagascar, and Baffin. Obviously, Baffin in Canada, you all know where Greenland and Madagascar are. What country lays claim to the other, partially to the other two? Uh, Nicole, we'll start with you. What, what was your answer and what was your wager? I wagered three, and I had no idea because I thought that Greenland was one of the bigger ones. So I said Spain. All right. You said Spain. Mike, what was your answer and your wager? Well, I wagered two, and this is about to get really interesting because I also said Spain. I, I kicked around a couple of the different uh, powers that I thought it might be, but Spain just kept coming back to me. So that's what I ended up locking in with. But I also had really no idea. I couldn't name the other two islands. I couldn't think of them. Oh, not me either. If you know geography, so I, I got this uh, on Trivial Warfare when I was on there and I played with Jonathan. Uh, the Oh, shoot. Is Hispaniola one of the other two? It is not. Okay. The islands that we're looking for, one of them is the island of Borneo. The other is the island of New mm. Guinea. Both of those huh. are shared with Indonesia. Mm. Oh. Indonesia is on both of those islands. So no points there. Going into our final question, the score right now, Nicole has got a 6-5 to five lead. And we're going to question number one, our National Parks question. In 2021, the National Park Service welcomed its newest national park, New River Gorge National Park and Preserve. You may recognize it from the back of a state quarter released in 2005. This state was one of only two states admitted to the Union during the American Civil War. In what U.S. state would you find New River Gorge National Park and Preserve? Mike, you are currently trailing. Give me your wager and give me your answer. Well, for whatever reason, of the three, I felt strongest about national parks. Uh, <laughs> so I wagered four. Uh, this ended up being a little bit more of a history question. I couldn't think of what the other state was, but I knew for certain that West Virginia uh, had been admitted to the Union during the Civil War because it, I guess, seceded from the seceder and came back and split from Virginia and became its own state as part of the union. So I said, West Virginia, Nicole, what was your answer? And what was your wager? You know, it's funny, Mike, that's exactly where my mind went. So I also said West Virginia and I yeah. wagered three. So either way you win. Oh, but I'll take the moral victory of being right on at least one of the wager questions. If we're right, there are two States that entered the union during the American civil war. You named one of them. The other was Nevada. Huh. West Virginia is a correct answer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Mike stole my flavor text. Yes, it, it seceded from Virginia and promptly joined the United States. So this is where things get interesting because going into that question, it was a six to five lead for Nicole. Mike wagered one more point than Nicole did. It is tied nine it to is. nine. Oh, it's a tie just, game. I just wow. Oh, man. How do we solve a tie here in the pub trivia experience? It's going to be a closest, closest to, the to the pin challenge. Yep. Yep. <laughs> here is your closest to the pin question. Most people know that China is the largest country in the world population-wise. But what percentage of the world population is attributed to China alone? 
So again, oh man, all the people in the world equals a hundred percent. What percentage of the population is attributed to China alone? The closest to the answer will be our winner, and we do not worry about going over here. It's whoever gets closest to the pin. All right, I will lock in. All right, Mike's locked in. Nicole, whenever you're ready. I will lock in as well. Everyone's locked in their answers. We're going to crown a winner and see who's moving on to the championship game right now. Most people know that China is the largest country in the world population-wise, but what percentage of the world population is attributed to China alone? Nicole, what was your answer? 47. All right, Mike, what was your answer? So I I was I was intrigued by this question because I'm pretty sure by the time this episode airs, this will no longer be true. I'm pretty sure India is about to surpass China uh, very soon as the most populous country in the world, um, oh. which is crazy to think about because it's been China forever. Um, mm-hmm. I, I reasoned that I, I'm pretty sure China has about a billion people, and I think there's about seven billion in the world uh, so I just, I rounded up and I said 15%. 15% to 47%. And we are crowning ourselves a winner. Uh, this question might be a year or two old, but it's not going to matter. China accounts for roughly 18% of the world population. And with that, Mike, you pull off a nail biter, sir. A <laughs> nail biter. Holy crap. <laughs> Nicole, that was one of the best comebacks I've ever seen. (laughs) My God. All right. We can all breathe a little bit. Did everyone have fun tonight? Yes. Absolutely. Always. I'll take it. Even when it's geography, which I'm terrible at. (laughs) I will take it. I'm telling you, bring me back for the pop culture. I'll blow everyone away. Uh, Mike is our our defending pop culture trivia champion. He's got a trophy to prove it. Well, then I I guess rematch. rematch. Absolutely. I've actually been toying with the idea of doing another one of those uh, one of those tournaments. So we might we might make that happen. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed the the trivia tonight. I will remind you, all of these episodes are being recorded before a single episode comes out. So the only thing our contestants are going to know going into the championship game is how they did and what it was like for themselves. The championship will be a all-new game. This is going to be fun. Next week, we will have game number three to see which of those contestants, Drew or Jeff, are moving on to the championship. That's going to be a good one. If you enjoy the content that we bring to you on a regular basis, head on over to patreon.com slash ptebb. That is your exclusive home for all of our bonus content, not just for the pub trivia experience. Our sister podcast, Boozy Bracketology, which... Quick plug right here, right now. Uh, we got something big going on. We got something that I am beyond elated to do, but also dreading at the exact same time. Uh, we're going to spend a good portion of time determining what the best 80s movie ever made was. We have whittled it down to 16, technically, 16 different categories. And in those 16 categories, we have got ourselves roughly 270. It's a 256-seed bracket with play-in games, 270 movies that we're going to be talking through. 
and we're going to cycle through all of our favorite panelists. Our Patreon subscribers will be on there. People that you've heard in the past, people you haven't heard from in a while are all coming back to take part in this, and I could not be more excited. If you're a movie fan, hop on over there and join us. That will begin airing. Uh, actually, the three playing games already aired, and then the actual bracket will begin airing after we do our best sci-fi author bracket featuring Carmela Smith from Trivial Warfare, Jay Borsom from Liquid Courage, uh, Brian Nash from literally everywhere else, uh, and then obviously our very own Jeff Woodhead and Steven, hosted or co-hosted by both myself and Mr. Tim Dipple. Y'all, that recording is done. It's a blast. You will not have a bad time listening to that. You've heard enough from me. Check the show notes for all of our social media. In fact, you can actually interact with all three of us on our Discord server. Don't tell our bosses. Please don't tell our bosses how much time we spend there. But hey, enough from me. Check the show notes for the pub trivia experience. I have been Chris. I have been Mike. And I have been Nicole. We'll see you next week. Have a good one.